Welcome to the New Money Review podcast, the future of money in 30 minutes. I'm Paul Amory, the editor of New Money Review. Money is a form of communication that goes back to the beginning of history, but now it's changing fast. New stores of value arrive out of nowhere, like Bitcoin. We now make payments with our phones, not with notes and coins. But as well as generating riches for some, the new world of cryptocurrency is full of scams. And there are downsides to payments becoming faster, cheaper and digital. Anyone reliant on cash is at risk of being excluded from the new system. Digital money is easily traceable. So who gets to monitor what we spend? What is the role of governments and central banks in this new world? And what about the big tech firms like Google, Apple, Facebook and the Chinese tech giants who are moving quickly into money? Our podcast takes a big picture look at all these trends and at their impact on society. It's not just money that's changing, but technology, finance, law, government and culture with it. Each episode of the podcast, we interview a leading expert on one or more of these topics. By listening to us, you can stay up to date with what's going on in this crucial area. If you enjoy this New Money Review podcast, why not stay in touch with our future releases? You can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify or your usual podcast provider. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it. On today's podcast, I explore the link between cryptocurrency and gambling with Tony Marini, who's an experienced psychotherapist with a specialism in gambling addiction and substance abuse. Tony, uh, welcome to the New Money Review podcast. Could you start by telling listeners a bit about yourself and your area of work? Hi, my name's Tony Marini. I'm a psychotherapist at Castle Craig Hospital at the Borders. Uh, we're a, a rehab center. And um, yeah, I've been in recovery myself now for 16 years, um, cocaine, alcohol, and also gambling. Right. I, I also have a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I stopped uh, drinking about 18 years ago. So, and I've had my uh, experiences of gambling as well, I guess, in, in my job, former jobs as uh, financial market uh, asset manager and trader. So we have some uh, some areas in common. Um, so thank you for giving that intro. Uh, can I ask you a very broad question? What causes addiction? Well, um, it could be an escape from reality, escape from grief, um, trauma, um, lots of different things. I think it's once you cross a line into addiction, you cannot go back. Um, now, whether that be drugs, alcohol, or gambling, um, I think a lot of it is just the escape from normality, escape from who you are. In in my case, I think um, you know I lost myself, I lost my identity. Um, and I used alcohol and drugs and gambling just to escape, you know, that, that reality of life. So, yeah. I mean, you say you can't go back once you've, once you've been, you know, once you pass that point, the only, the only way forward, I suppose, is, is abstinence. I believe so. Um, yeah. I believe to get into recovery, um, there has to be total abstinence. Um, I think, uh, if I if I you know have one bet, um, yeah. I'm going to go back to where I left off. Um, you know, yeah. and through through my addiction, you know, I've I've lost millions of pounds. Um, you know, I had restaurants, um, and you know, a lot of it was you know just you know money to hand, and you know whatever I had, I would gamble. 
um, yeah. whatever I could get my hands on. So yeah, Tony, do you think there are certain types of people? You talked about the, you know, maybe a way, you know, gambling might be a or addiction maybe a an escape from grief or trauma of some kind. Do you think that certain people are predisposed to addiction? You know, people with a certain mental makeup. Um, I believe so. I believe that I was born an addict, Um, you know, and I'm very good at swapping one addiction for another, whether it be exercise, work, especially. I would do 80, 90, 100 hours a week at work when I was in recovery. Um, Now, you know, shopping as well, you know, I'm very good at swapping one addiction for another addiction. Um, So I have to be very careful. Um, I think um, a lot of people... Um, maybe in their genes, who knows? Um, it might be genetic. Um, my father was an alcoholic and compulsive gambler, um, yeah. but my two brothers and my two sisters aren't. So yeah. um, I am. I tried um, at one point to try and, right, is this genetic? And I looked in lots and lots of different studies and, you know, you can pick what you want from them. Um, yeah. But for me, I just had to get to the acceptance of who I am and try and get comfortable with the person I am. Could, could we then t- talk a bit about your area of work in cryptocurrency? You know, you, you've, you've become increasingly interested in this area. Um, how big a problem is cryptocurrency addiction? So, I mean, I started um, really getting involved and in looking at it about six years ago. Um, and that was through one of my ex-patients, that came in with um, <clears throat> prescription drug addiction. And we soon uh, very, very quickly found that, you know, he was addicted to cocaine, alcohol, and gambling. Now, yeah. through the gambling, he um, he had lost about a million and a half pounds through gambling. And it started because he actually made 750,000 through cryptocurrency, Bitcoin at the time. Um, and that got him into all sorts of problems um, with other gambling habits. But also, it got him involved into, you know, uh, opiates, which he wanted to stay up longer, you know, yeah. to look at the market. You know, the fluctuation was so quick. Um, and yeah. he just could not get off his smartphone, off of the computer. He was constantly looking at, at the prices. So he started to get into, you know, opiates um, to stay up longer and longer. And then obviously, you know, that manifested into him losing time with his family, work, not really, you know, enjoying life at all and just wanting to get to that escape again, you know. Yeah. So, through, you know, through that, I really started to, to, you know, really get involved into what was cryptocurrency. And then I very quickly found out that this was not regulated and um, that, you know, there was a lot of uh, people, you know, using it as a platform for money laundering, for scamming other people, um, you know, so there was a lot of people losing a lot of money. Now, they did not want to be talking about it because they felt stupid, you know, there was a lot of shame towards it, a lot of guilt. Um, so we started to hear a lot about people that were making money and yeah. we weren't hearing about the people that were losing money. Yeah. So I really quickly got involved in, right, what, what's going on here? 
And then more and more people started to come through our doors and started to talk about their experiences um, in trading with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Do, do you think there's anything different different from uh, – is cryptocurrency addiction or addiction to trading in cryptocurrency any different to other forms of gambling, um, other forms of risky behavior? Is there something qualitatively different? So for me, you know, um, I actually put together this crypto curve um, and I took it from the gambling um, through, you know, our journey through compulsive gambling and recovery. Um, And I I sort of put it together with a lot of patience that we had with cryptocurrencies. Um, You know, so we started started looking at the gambling side and what what was the, the, the difference in trading with cryptocurrencies and they were very very similar yeah um so if we look at it you know i mean in gambling what what we look at is the winning phase so we're starting to win you know and it's the occasional gamble then we start to get a little bit of more winnings frequent winnings excitement before and during it the fantasies especially about you know I'm going to make lots of money, and this is what I'm going to do with it, you know. Um, Then it's more into that frequent, and occasionally the alcohol and drug use started to come in. Now, I looked at that, that that phase, the winning phase, and it was very similar to the crypto. And it's I put it in as the highly fulfilling phase for the crypto. Can I just stop you there for a second, Tony? So do you you mean that the people who get into serious problems – or those, you know, the, the, uh, those of us who do get into this serious problems tend to have a big win at the beginning, and then that's that gets them into the into deep deep trouble later. Absolutely. So what we find is a lot of people start to actually, you know, get this big win in the gambling, or yeah. they start to make a lot of money in the crypto. So yeah. it's exactly the same. You know, you yeah. think that you're making lots of money, and you're doing it through skill in the trading. Yeah. Or, you know, in, you know, for me, I was poker, you know, and I thought I was the greatest poker player in the world, but I never, ever won. You know, I Mm. always came out of a casino or out of card schools losing, but I actually, you know, had this, um, you know, this mental block within me of thinking I was better than what I really was. Yeah. So the two phases are, are very, very similar in a way, you know. Um, and then we get into the losing phase in the gambling, and I put it into the risky use in in the crypto, or it's more fulfill, fulfill uh, more fulfillment really. Um, <clears throat> and what happens there is that we start to in the gambling, we start gambling alone, um, and we can only think about the gambling, you know, um, prolonged losing episodes often and then we start to chase the losses in that now that is very similar in the um in the more fulfillment and risky use in trading in the crypto we start to get irritable you know Mm. um we do a lot more frequent checks and updates so so because of the crypto you know is the fluctuation is so quick you yep. know, so we're constantly looking at the prices. Yep. Should I should I trade more? Should I not? 
should I sell? Should I buy? You know? Um, so, and then we start to see a lot of people losing money then. So that's very similar to the gambling and the losing phase. And mm. both of them come to the next phase, and that is the desperation phase. Yep. You know? So we get the complete dependency on it. Yeah. So, you know, the irritability, doing it alone, you know, not going to work, not looking after our family, taking more and more risky trading or more yeah. and more risky bets. Yeah. Panic attacks start coming in. The isolation from the friends and family is huge. You yeah. know, we can actually start seeing that more illegal acts start. So we start engaging in that and harmful conflicts with people. You know, yeah. one of my one of my patients actually embezzled over one point two million pounds of Bitcoin um, from his company because he lost one and a half million pounds of his own money. Right. Um, you know, so we start to look at you know we will do just about anything to keep gambling or keep trading. We'll do yeah. just about anything. We'll take lots and lots of risks, and we start to find then that we get that cross addiction coming in to yeah. the alcohol, to the drugs. And yeah. a lot of people, especially in, you know, the 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 crypto, they start making a lot of money. They actually start crossing over to risky behavior and sexual behaviors as well. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of a lot of like, you know, you you know, um, one night stands using, you know, prostitutes, prostitutes yeah. and all of that, you know. Yeah you know, escorts and, and so forth. Yep. Especially when we were in the winning phase and we had all this money coming in, yep. you know, then we, you know, we want to spend it. We want to show off. We get that grandiosity, you know. Yep. So, yeah, so, you know, it's really interesting. Before we talk about, you know, what happens with that, um, you know, the, the, the curve or the cycle that you've described, I wanted to ask you, um what impact the period we've been living through over the last 18 months has had? Because obviously a lot of us have been stuck at home. We've been on our computers more than we otherwise would have been. We're on social media probably more than we would have otherwise been. Have you seen this lead to a kind of tick up in, in, in the problems that you've been dealing with? Yes, definitely. Over the last 18 months, there's definitely a lot more, um, you know, people, you know, um, with two screens. So they're, they're, they're at home. They have two yeah. screens, one for their crypto or one for their gambling um, and the other one for work, you know. And what we're finding is a lot more people are crossing over into other addictions, so such as drugs and alcohol, you know. Yeah. Because we're over screens, nobody can really know what you're doing. Yeah. So you're alone a lot. So you have that loneliness feeling, you know, getting abandoned, mm. you know, um, and, you know, you think that you're going to perk up with, you know, the, the, the drugs, with the alcohol, um, you know, that escape again from the reality. But what we're finding is there's a lot more people, you know, with a screen on cryptocurrency. Sure. And over the last 18 months, what I've found is that, you know, there's really like a tenfold of people actually investing, or that's what they call it, in yep. cryptocurrencies and different ones. With over 3,000 different cur currencies now, yep. you're talking people are, you know, have got so many 
so many um, different currencies that are going up and down and which one am I going to trade in today, you know? Um, which, you know, so they're starting to look on the internet getting all of this information from different people that say, I'm the expert. I can make you lots of money. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. This is yep. gambling. It is yeah. pure and simple gambling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we, um, as, as people slide down uh, or uh, run into trouble and get, you know, get towards that position of hopelessness, uh, clearly there's a risk that at that point they can go over the top into thinking about suicide and in certain cases committing suicide, taking Absolutely. their own lives. You know, how 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 big how big a problem is is gambling related suicide? So you're you're looking at you know <clears throat> people through gambling are three times as likely to commit suicide. Think about committing suicide than any other addiction. Right. So if we're talking about cryptocurrency and you're starting to gamble, you know instead of trade, you're gambling. Okay, yeah. you're losing money, you're losing your job, you're losing your house, you're losing your family. You lose things much quicker through gambling than any other addiction as well. Mm. So you can actually see normally, you know, a drug addict walking down the street, uh, an alcoholic walking down the street, but you cannot notice a compulsive gambler walking down the street. They yeah. just look normal. Mm. But they lose things a lot faster. So they can't see any other way out of the mm. situation they're in. So suicide absolutely comes into their head much quicker. Yeah. And we have seen, you know, um, and I know many, many people, you know, being involved in, in addiction and especially gambling addiction. I've seen so many people, you know, lose their lose their lives to this uh, and it's just heartbreaking and there really mm. should be a lot more done about this you know yeah i mean society wide do you think we do enough to warn people about the risks absolutely not i think education is the way forward giving people knowledge of where gambling or you know other because you go into schools you go into colleges universities you know they get they get all this information on drugs and alcohol but not in gambling and especially mm. not in cryptocurrency and where it can take them. You yeah. know, um, when this first started, you know, six years ago, I was looking at a statistic and North Korea uh, had one of the, the most huge suicidal rates of people jumping off buildings through cryptocurrency addiction. In it North was, Korea. It was, and yeah, it was just incredible, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, yeah, education is the way forward. That's how yeah. I see it anyway. Yeah, um, let's say that you know I'm I'm a I'm a cryptocurrency trader. I've I've started well. I've got into difficulties. I've started borrowing money or taking money where where I shouldn't have done. I'm worried. I'm, I'm hitting rock rock bottom. I'm you know what can I do? I, maybe I can't afford a private rehab clinic. You know what are the what are my options? So um, you know there are specialist therapists out there to do with addiction. Certainly, get in contact with them or going to you know. Um, GA, which is Gamblers Anonymous, um, you know, because this is gambling. This is definitely gambling. That's how I see it. And from, you know, the patients that, and, and it's well over 100 people that I've seen through, you know, cryptocurrency addiction. And um, 
Well, it's very, very similar to, to gambling. So go to Gamblers Anonymous, you know. You will not feel alone anymore. You, yeah. you know, when we're doing this and we're in the throes of the addiction, we think that I am the only insane person doing this, you know. So going to somewhere, and especially in a group setting, where you do not feel alone anymore and you can ask for help, that's mm. what this is about, you know. Mm. Um you know, one of the, the biggest things for me was, you know, when I started, you know, um, in, in GA um, was that feeling of not being alone, not the only person, you know, doing what I was doing. And people actually understood what I was saying. You know, mm. my family are going, just stop, stop what you're doing. They didn't understand what addiction yeah. was. Yeah. You know, so listening to other people being able to share with other people, you know, not getting judged, you know, hear, hearing other people's experience, that's what got me through this. And that's why I do what I do today, you know, because mm. there is so many people out there that, that need this knowledge, that need yeah. this education of where this can take us and where they can get help. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much for explaining that to, you know, to anyone who might be listening and, and is concerned about their own um potential problems um what i mean it sounds as though getting you know going back in the right direction along the upward side of the crypto curve which you've described uh, is about forming healthier relationships with and and talking honestly to people about about what you know what you're doing and, and and aspects of your behavior absolutely so you know if you have a look at the the crypto curve that i put together and once we get to the that desperation and complete dependency stage we have to have a realization and acceptance that i need to do something i have a problem and if we can get to that acceptance that the problem is me yeah. you know the problem is me and i need to change i need to change so we get to that realization because we get to that stage of complete isolation, of suicidal thoughts. You know, we get in problems with our family, with the law, whatever it may be as well. You know, a lot of people are starting to self-harm as well. So we need mm. help. We cannot mm. do it alone. So we have to really get to the acceptance that my way is not working and I need to try it a different way. Yeah. So we need to start getting into the recovery, you know. And in through the recovery stages, then we start to get that little bit of hope that there, there is a way out of this. Mm. Listening to other people's stories, you know, feeling not alone, hearing how other people have gone through this and come out the other end yeah. gives us hope. So, you know, I, I truly believe in, in the 12-step program, in the Minnesota model, yeah. you know, um, and a lot of people think it's all about God and, you know, spirituality and higher powers. What's all this about? Really, really, you know, I don't believe in, uh, you know, a God away up there with a white beard. But I certainly couldn't do it alone. So I had to find something, you know. And, and nature is one of my biggest things, you know. If I go for a walk in nature, it's got to be bigger than me, you know. And yeah. I get some sort of clarity and peace of mind when I go for a walk. Yeah. And when I come... You know, I have a practical problem and I share it in a meeting. I'm going to get certain suggestions that people have gone through, you know, my problem before and they've done it this way and that way. But being an individual, I may take part of what 
somebody says and part of what another person says and put it together for me. Yeah. Now, through that, you know, I need I needed to to be able to you know hand things over. So if I hand these over to you know a practical problem to meetings, people are going to help me. You know, in each each step that we go through, we have a principle that goes with it. And yeah. step one, yeah, okay, we're powerless. My life's unmanageable. All it really means is I have to get to the acceptance. I have a problem. That yeah. is step one. That yeah. is it. And all we're doing is writing down the evidence to show that I have yeah. a problem. Yeah. So step two, we, we came to believe there's a power greater than ourselves. You know, all of that is it just means that I am not alone anymore. I am not alone anymore. And I have to do something different because my yeah. way wasn't working. So I'm going to hand over to that in three. And I'm asking for help. And that's, you know, and all of these steps, we can go through them, we can complicate them, or we can make them simple. But mm -hmm. I truly believe what it did was it made me have a look at the person I became. Mm -hmm. That was it. And I did not like that person that I became, and I needed to change it. But it also, through the program, helped me to see the person that I could become. Mm -hmm. Now, I strive every day with this, you know. In the principles through through the 12 steps, step one is honesty. So I have to get honest because yeah. I became a compulsive liar. You know, I would tell lies about things I didn't need to tell lies about. Yeah. So I became this compulsive liar. So in step one, honesty is a big thing. Yeah. And in step two is hope. And in step three is faith. We can go yeah. honest. Now, if I live my life through principles, because I lost all my values, I lost all my morals and I had no conscience. Hmm. I had to bring all of this back into my life to be a better person. So that was it. That is what this program is about, is helping me to become a better person. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what, what about risk-taking as a, as a kind of part of human nature? Because we all like taking risks. Some people do it in a more extreme Way than others some people jump off cliffs you know from uh, into water uh do, do very crazy things uh, other people take risks with, with, with you know gambling or whatever some people drive cut their cars too fast some people have you know they they you know they, they, they do risky things sexually as you pointed out you know how do we it's obviously part of human nature so where does where's the dividing line between healthy risk taking which probably society needs to move forward people need to try out new things and invent new things and unhealthy risk-taking wonderful um <clears throat> you know i've done every single thing that you just talked about you know i've jumped out of planes i've dived off cliffs Good i like fast car i've done i have done i love i love that risky business but today i have to have balance yeah i have i have to have a healthy way of of you know putting that energy out there, you know, you know, whether it's doing a lot of voluntary work now, you know, um, you know, I do, a, I love, you know, when I got into recovery, one of the biggest things was giving back. And I did a lot of voluntary, voluntary work and helping people understand where addiction took me as well. Um, but we have to have balance in our life, you know, yes, it's okay to skydive. And, you know, I did it a couple of years ago as well. And, you know, that's okay. You know, 
you know, as long as I've got the harness on and I'm doing it with people that, that actually know what they're doing and help me, why not do these? Why not do these things? That gives us that adrenaline, you know? Um, that's natural. It's natural, you know, adrenaline, endorphins that are going on in my brain, you know? Yeah. Dopamine, you know, that's what yeah. I love. So yeah. let's try and do things in a healthy way, in a balanced way as well. So we need to find healthy ways to get that dopamine into our system, you know, running a bit or exercising or absolutely doing something on stage, maybe acting, performing. Yeah, uh, but uh, and trying to avoid getting it from from, from these gambling. other things. The, the, yeah. From gambling, yeah, from gambling, yeah. from taking drugs, from alcohol. Let's try yeah. and get away from all of that, and let's try and do things in a healthy way. You know, yeah. horse riding, as you said, go to the gym. Go out running. Do you know? I I did um, quite a few marathons. You know, um, you know, and that 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 excitement when you're crossing the line. You know, it's it's yeah. healthy. It's healthy. It's yeah. natural excitement. You know. So let's yeah. get into doing things in a healthy way today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for taking the time to chat. It's been a very very interesting discussion, and and you know, you, you certainly helped me um, put into context some of the things that have happened in in my life and hopefully the, these comments will you know be of, of help to anybody listening who might be concerned they have a similar addiction uh, certainly from you know my my past working in financial markets i think a lot of people attracted to that area have that kind of risk bug and some people manage it very well and very healthily and others others don't and uh, and i think i was probably on the less healthy end of the spectrum but as we as we move into 2022 any kind of parting thoughts any any you obviously this cryptocurrency gambling is a is a obviously becoming has become a a bigger um problem you know any, anything that any kind of parting thoughts what we, you know what we could all be doing better moving to the new year well paul you know i really want to thank you for letting me you know express my my views on this you know um and i you know well, one thing we have to remember is that when we are buying or trading in cryptocurrency, we are gambling straight away. This is not regulated. Remember that. And there is yep. lots and lots of people out there that want to take your money off you. Okay? So we're starting to gamble straight away. If, if I were you or anybody out there and you think that you have that obsession with it, because this is an obsession of the mind, which then affects our emotional state. Yeah. And it is that emotional state that if that has the effect on our behavior. Okay? Mm. So we have to get our mental state into a much healthier way of thinking. Mm. So, you know, ask for help. There is help out there. You know, phone up Castle Craig. We will help in, in any way we can, if, even if you can't, you know, you know, afford to come to a rehab, we can point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, or, you know, go to GA, go to Gamblers Anonymous, you know. Um, you know, if there's other problems that are starting in your life, maybe you just need a therapist to, to help. You have to be able to deal with the addiction first because yeah. underneath our life, you know, whether there's trauma, whether there's grief issues, whatever it may be, we have to make sure that we get the acceptance of I have a problem here with this addiction and then we can start to go deeper with it and what's underneath that. What is it that I'm really trying to escape from? Tony, thank you very much indeed. Paul, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the New Money Review podcast, The Future of Money in 30 Minutes. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like it, share it, or tell a friend about it. At our website, newmoneyreview.com, you can also sign up to our newsletter, which will keep you informed of all New Money Review articles and podcasts. If you'd like to support our work, you can do so via Patreon or using cryptocurrency. Details of how to do this are on the homepage of our website. Finally, please join us soon for our next episode.